Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on? Jermaine Johnson, tune in to Turn On The Jets podcast. Hey, this is Vinny Pasquantino of the Kansas City Royals. Make sure you tune in to the Turn On The Jets podcast. Everybody, welcome back to the Turn the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson at Will Pie 11 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. A little part two or part one, depending on how what uh, what order you listen to it in. Um, a little more Bills recap um, from yesterday, and we'll start to preview some of the playoff picture for the Jets, drawn by draft uh, draft expert, but also um, you know the most probably one of the most level headed people uh, at Turn on the Jets, Michael Megan Meeks. How we doing? Good. You know, like I said, it's a tough, tough to lose two games in a row. It's actually wild to say that this is the first time they've lost two games in a row all season, which I didn't even like realize at first because I, I just put Ravens and Bengals together, but I forgot about Cleveland was in between it. But like I said, the loss sucked yesterday, but the Jets still have a good chance to make the playoffs. They have, I think, four teams that they're frankly better than on their schedule. So feel pretty good. You know, can't really complain. Yeah, look, I, I said this a little earlier, and, and I'll kind of repeat it here, and I've said it on, you know, every single show I've been on today. But, look, uh, I think anyone in their right mind was not picking the Jets on Sunday. I think people, you know, they were the second biggest underdog throughout the entire NFL, you know, slate, um, you know, um, you know, yesterday. And it felt like um, – I don't know. I just felt like they, they did a better job than I think many people were expecting. And I think what what's happened with this team is – even the most impossible games that it feels like you go into and you, they, they rope you in for four quarters. And that's not something that we've seen from Jets teams in the past. That's not something we've seen, you know, frankly, in a really long time. And, uh, you know, yesterday's a game that had all the makings of, you know, I think I know a lot of people pointed out, you know, 34 to seven because Mike White goes down, Q goes down, Corey Davis goes down, Fant goes down. It's 20 to seven or whatever it was. And you're like, oh boy, this isn't, this isn't going to be pretty. And, you know, the Jets are, you know, two or three plays away from you feel like saying like we might have been the better team. What was your kind of overall takeaway of yesterday's game? And then we'll kind of get in more specifically the quarterback uh, and a few other things. I mean, yesterday's game, I think a lot of people have been like waiting for the Bills to have like their statement, like blowout game against a really good team because this team was like the Super Bowl favorite going into the season. They hadn't played in Buffalo and I think over a month because they had the weird Detroit situation when they play the Browns, then they were in New England and then in Detroit on Thanksgiving. So I think a lot of people and were expecting like a big like 
Bills offensive juggernaut performance. And when you see all the Jets injuries, that became even more likely. But like what this team does is like when you think they are going to fold, they never do. And that's really what's the most admirable thing about this team. My biggest takeaway from this season is that I just love this coaching staff because I really think from the coordinators to the head coach, even the position coaches, that they're really like locked in with this group. And they really believe that they, every Sunday they have a chance. And I don't think they've really been blown out this season. I think Bengals game and then the Ravens at the end are like the two ones you can really point to, but they're in every game. This defense gives them a chance to win every week. Mike White is making big throws, like seems like more and more each week. So much so that like, these were his, I think two toughest tests with Minnesota and Buffalo back to back. And, you know, he didn't turn back into the pumpkin we saw last year. So I think you got to feel at least pretty confident that the jets have a good shot to make the playoffs. Yeah, I do too. Look, I think, like I said yesterday, um, you know, three plays obviously really stand out the Flacco fumble, which that the, the three Flacco plays, um, did enough that Zach will probably be active this week. I think that's how bad they were. They were disheartening. It was what we kind of expected. And I think everyone kind of saw the writing on the wall there. Um, he's had a great career. I'm not trying to bash the guy, but it's, it's time. Um, the Michael Carter fumble is the killer. Um, I don't know about you. I, I mean, I know we were texting back and forth about it, but 20 to 12 or 20 to nine jets driving six, seven minutes to go rolling down the field. Mike White's Willis Reed coming out of the locker room. Michael Carter fumbles. Do you feel like that's the, that's the difference in the game? Because I feel like they score there. Um, I would have been shocked if they lost that football game. It was very disheartening in the fact that like, that was Michael Carter's best run of the day by like far. And you were just like, Oh wow. Even he hit a hole and he probably actually showed the burst that like, looked like, Oh, maybe he isn't as hurt as I thought. And then it was just like, it wasn't like he was being lackadaisical. It's just like, it was a good play by the bills and they made it good teams make that play. It's a good punch out. Sometimes you have to tip your cap, but that really did feel like that the real deciding point that just, they were just going to run out of time. And the thing about the bills that I think all NFL fans can see and are probably why people aren't, if you're not hundred percent in the bills is that, they really can't run out the clock because they can't run the ball besides really with Josh Allen. And how many times do you really want your quarterback doing that? So I really think when you get them in that position, if the jets really got that touchdown and then it was like that one score game with like five, six minutes to go. And Mike white didn't have like, you know, a minute to go the entire length of the field with no timeouts. If you actually gave him more time to like a proper two minute drill, I do think the jets, how they performed in the fourth quarter, you would be crazy not to back them this year. So that fumble really did hurt and it sucks, but it's also like the jets offense, unfortunately did nothing in the first half. And that's really where that game was lost. My biggest, like the game, I always, the thing I think about the Flacco was terrible. Like, like I, I have no interest in watching Zach play again this season, but like, if you're going to need like a warm body to not just to hand the ball off, like put him in over Flacco where this game was really lost to me was when this was the early, I think it was either at the end of the first quarter, beginning of the second quarter defense did a great job pinning the bills in their own end zone. You get a bad punt. Barrios returns it. The drive starts in the bills territory and they get negative nine yards on the drive. And that was just like, that's going to come back to bite you. You can't do that against a team like Buffalo. And when you lose a game by one possession, when you also turn the ball over twice in Bill's territory, you know, like 
it's really hard to win. Yeah, look, the, you know, you mentioned that um, that's one of the plays that I would flag is Mike White's where he struggled yesterday. Uh, two times felt like pressure got there, the rollouts or, or pressure got there and just didn't get rid of the football in time. And yes, obviously it's nicer for him to eat that instead of, you know, doing something stupid, but it did take them out of, um, out of a potential drive. And, you know, that the, the first quarter penalties, it feels like the, the early in the game, they can't seem to get started, whether it's legal formations, holdings, false starts. It's usually a lot of pre-snap penalties, which is that's got to get cleaned up. This coaching staff does a tremendous job of adjusting second half. They're one of the best, if not the best second half, fourth quarter teams of football. That said, um, you know, again, I know we're bouncing around here, but the only, my biggest two criticisms of Michael floor would be, I don't know that his opening scripts are as good as his second half adjustments and as good as the second half adjustments are, I, I would like to see feels like a little earlier on in the game kind of, um, you know, pass to set up the run, it feels like what would might be a better strategy for this team than trying to set up the run early on. It just feels like that's not something they're doing a great job of. It feels like later on in games, they wear teams down and then they're able to, th- uh, to run the football. Um, and obviously the red zone, the red zone stuff um, was better yesterday, but um, just not a lot of chances. The third and two obviously hurts, but you know, you mentioned that, that drive, obviously the, I kind of described the CJ Mosley penalty as this. First of all, CJ Mosley was exceptional yesterday. One of his best games as a Jet. I don't know what about the Bills it is, but he plays his best football when he plays Buffalo. Um, out of that, outside of that one play, I'm not sure there was a better player on the field other than Quinn Williams in the Jets defense. As good as Sauce was and Reed and all these guys, like CJ was awesome yesterday. But I will say this about the the fourth down play, and then I want your thoughts on it. I just don't think the risk reward was worth it. Um, I understood the idea. I get it. I know what he was trying to do. He's a smart football player. Almost sometimes you're too smart for your own good. Um, that's all great. But if you make that play there, sure, the Jets have some momentum. Maybe they go score. The Bills punt. Same thing happens. You just have worse field position. If they get it, you still are fresh out of downs. The crowd's not, like, super into it. The one thing you can't do is – a a team that's on the ropes, not feeling good about their offense is give them a momentum shifting penalty where you feel like you just look stupid. And to me, I just felt like the risk reward was just not worth it there. And as cool as that would have been, you know, that's the thing with highlight catches, you know, the one-handed catches, all these different things, the highlight level throw, the percentage it works a lot of times. The reason it doesn't happen a lot is because it doesn't usually work. Um, and it just sucks because it, it tainted a game for CJ Mosley where he was one of the two or three best players on the field for the Jets. And, um, you know, that play obviously led to seven points, which is the difference in the football game. Yeah, I mean, that play, I'll be completely honest, when Dawson Knox went under center, I actually thought they were going to snap it. Because... I did too, because I was like, oh, shit, like, here we go. Smart yeah, exactly. Them. Like, I was like, oh, my God, this is actually like a nice, like, good, like, wrinkle when you threw Ken Darcy, and it worked. And like I said, C.J. Mosley's a veteran. He's not the one who should be making that play, and it sucks. Also, I will give C.J. Mosley a little bit of a pass for this fact that, like, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Calling prevent quarters, like the way they let the Bills march down the field, if you're calling that against any quarterback who's, like, worth the shit, like, like Josh Allen, even with his bad elbow, is still a really, really good quarterback. Like, you're just begging to get, like, give up that touchdown. I thought they got too, like, preventative, too cautious after that play and, like, that touchdown – itself like obviously with the momentum is all on their side but i thought they could have a better job at least trying to stay aggressive and just be in line with what they've been doing the entire half which like i said like which sucked and then when lafleur makes the second half adjustments and you get that really nice drive out of the second half where white makes two really big throws especially the one to barrios which really felt like barrios needed that one after it just felt like a really strange like six quarters for him it's just, like I said, it's tough. Like with LaFleur, I really liked your point about the opening script. I just think like it really shows with him, his best scripts are when they're passing it and they're using the pass to kind of set up the run. And I just don't think you can come out chucking the ball with the way the conditions were. And with this patchwork offensive line, they're kind of streaky in the run game where they really get the push or where they really not. And like Kyle Shanahan, like, isn't the best, wasn't the best script, like, coordinator and I feel like LaFleur is still learning that aspect of the game is probably where he's weakest as a coordinator as the Jets I don't I don't know if they I think they have just one touchdown on their opening drive this season I think it's just the Bears game but like yeah. I said he's still working as a play caller I still think it's more positive than negative with him and now he's got four games against I would say below average defenses I think Miami when they're fully healthy is probably a little around average but the other three aren't really good defenses and that the Jets should be scoring 25 points or more in all three of these, or at least four of these games. Yeah, no, I'm fully in agreement. I made, I made this point. I will make it again today. The punt coverage um, has been good. It's obviously other than the New England game. Um, Brain man has got to, it's got to change. I, I don't know what so bad. it's, it's not. I, I think people look at the distance sometimes on punts and go, Oh, that's a good punt. Part of punting is also the hang time in which you create so your punt coverage team can get down there. The Jets have the best gunner in football. They have Brandon Eccles, who's also an exceptional gunner. They have other guys in special teams who do a great job. Give your guys a chance. Um, there was a few punts yesterday with the wind at his back. This was not going against the wind, where it was like not only did he yank the punt to the left at every single time, but he also – it's also a line drive. That stuff cannot happen. You cannot be a team that relies on your defense – and field position and lose field position consistently. And they haven't broken really any big returns all year in the kickoff game or in, uh, you know, or in the punt return game. So that's, that would be one thing where the Jets need to improve on the next four weeks. If they get into the playoffs, which I think they will, we'll get into in a second. I just think that, you know, you're on the road in Kansas city, Buffalo, Cincinnati, wherever Baltimore, wherever it is likely um, you're going to need one of those big plays to pop. Um, and, you know, if they have an all pro, level kicker, I guess right now. I mean, he's not just Tucker, but he's been pretty damn good. And, you know, they've got a guy who's a former all pro returner and a really good special teams coach. You'd like to see that improve. Obviously they've blocked a few punts this year, which is in kicks, which has been, been massive. Um, kind of putting a bow on this game. Sauce Gardner, another game gives up one catch for six yards. Um, are we, are we at the point that he's probably an all pro this year? Cause it's, it's starting to get, you know, he's starting to put up some, 
some games where it's like nobody's catching up. I mean, they held Stefan Diggs, who's a top five receiver in the league, to, to 34 yards. Um, how, uh, how special? I mean, I know it's group special, but, you know, Sauce Gardner in, in particular. I mean, so like I said, Sauce has been fantastic. He's probably had the best rookie corner season I can remember. I think he's past Lattimore and he's past Marcus Peters, which are probably the two ones that stick out in the most recent years. Like, the thing, like, when you say, like, like that Sauce Gardner is an all-pro, and you're like, all right, you know, you were trying to think, like, Jets bias aside, but, like, what corner besides Sertan's really having a year like him? Like, Ramsey hasn't really been himself. Trey White was hurt. Lattimore, that Saints defense has been, like, hit or miss. Jair's missed time. Like, the guys you normally think about in it's like that J- It's literally JC, PS2. Slay maybe and Bradbury. I, I don't, yeah, I think one of the Eagles guys will probably get it because one of the Eagles guys. Dominant. I think Sauce has been better overall than Horn, but Horn's been fantastic. Yeah, even Sertan. Like the Broncos are three and ten, so like will yeah, he yeah, get but yeah, like that. If you look at their yeah, if you look at how that defense has performed, like I think they'd be like I think nine and three if their <laughs> offense scored like eighteen points in every game besides like in regulation, which is nuts. But I definitely think he's gonna be contending for one of those spots. He's definitely gonna be a Pro Bowler. I mean, Defensive Rookie of the Year isn't really a contest. Like he's gonna win in that. I know, like Jets fans are getting bent out of shape about what Seattle fans are excited about. Woolen, like, look at the betting markets. Pretty sure Sauce Garden is like minus five hundred. Like, I don't really think you have to worry about it. Yeah, you, you, people need to, to relax. I think you know there's gonna be multiple All Pros the Jets have. Um, Quinn Williams will be a first team All Pro. Yep. He's got the same amount of sacks as Chris Jones and like 130 less snaps, uh, pass rush snaps. So or whatever it is. So it's it's special. Um, shout out again to. You know, some of the some of the TOJ pod favorites, Sheldon Rankins, Bryce Hoff, those guys, um, they've been bringing it every single week. And, uh, you know, there's a reason I stood on the table for those guys to be back here this year and play. And, um, you know, I feel pretty, you know, I'm not always right, but there are certain things I feel like I do get right. And, and that was one of them. Connor McGovern, also a big shout out. The guy should be one of the big priorities to be re-signed this year. Um, it's been stable. He's durable. Does a good job. He's a league. He's an average to above average league, you know, center in the league. And if you have a functional offensive line with your guys healthy, you know, the ABTs of the world, um, obviously, you know, Beckton or whoever the other tackle will be, um, you know, McGovern's just a guy that gets the job done solid. So I want to quickly hit on next four games. I think three and one gets you in comfortably. I think four and four and oh, which I, I'm good with saying like they should, they can win all four of these games. And I actually don't think like, I think they might be the better team than all four of these teams. Like I generally speaking about the whole roster, um, I guess everyone would point to Miami. Sure. But the Jets match up great with Miami, the way they match up with Buffalo, this team is built to beat Miami and Buffalo. Like that's, it's <laughs> kind of the point of this roster. Um, Seattle is struggling right now. And the defense is very soft as good as Woolen is. And some of these other guys, the defense is super soft, especially up front. They can get run all over. And then, Geno Smith's been making a lot more of the, the Geno Smith uh, that we all kind of knew. Um, he's had a nice year, but he's starting to make some of those mistakes again. And Jacksonville, they're playing well. Florida team coming up north in December. Trevor Lawrence is, feels like very up and down, although he's been much better of recently. He's starting to look like the best player in that class, their best you know quarterback, which I think we all kind of knew was going to happen at some point. The Jets are just a better team, though, soft defense for the Jaguars. And, you know, Detroit, um, Jared Goff in cold weather is – putrid the lions outside of the dome are not very good they average like 18 points a game outside this year versus you know close to 30 i'm pretty sure inside um the jets are more better they're better coach they're also a better team on paper again lions soft you know soft defensively and 
Um, as much as I'm the ultimate Amon Ross St. Brown fan, um, unless they're just going to feed him 35 targets, uh, you know, which they might, I'm not really concerned about the Lions as much as everybody else is. Am I crazy to think three and one, four and oh could happen here? And the Jets not only might get in the playoffs, I, I can see them being, you know, a six or, you know, five or six seed, I guess, based on the way standings work out. Yeah. I mean, the standings thing, it's really hard to say because I think the Chargers, looking healthy i think joey bosa is coming back next week i think derwin's only out for just that game so he should be back they got mike williams back and you see how much when turbert has mike williams and keenan how that's just a different team so i don't know if they're going to be whether they'll be the five or the six seed but i do agree i think they're going to win three or four or three of the go three and one or four and oh and make the playoffs because i think what's the thing it's like there's not going to be eight afc teams with 10 wins like it's just not going to happen. I know a lot of people still, you know, the fears of 2015 happening again. And it's like winner get in against Miami. I don't think it's going to come down to that. If they win their next three games and just take care of business. Like I said, the lions, it's not really more so it's golf. Cause like we know what Robert Salah knows Jared Goff. He's four and oh in his last four games against Jared Goff. Like that's not going to surprise him. He even beat him twice when they had that 2029 ers defense, which was incredibly injured. It's all about stopping that run game. Like how Jared Goff, if you can keep, if you, if Jared Goff has to live in third long, he's never going to be the EPA, the efficiency God that some people like to prop him up to be and think that he's responsible for the Lions' recent success. It's that offensive line and Swift and Jamal Williams are two really nice running backs who complement each other. Well, so it's really just about the Jets' D line. They have all these resources, they get paid the money. You know, they got to dominate a good offensive line, and the Lions' offensive line is good. I think the Jets can do that. I think MetLife's going to be buzzing. I think the Lions are a much different team on the road. If they win that game, and then they have the Jaguars, who on a short week are coming up north, who are also a younger team. I think they're even maybe younger than the Jets. If you win those two games in four days, you silence anything that anyone has to say. It's a big win for this. It's a big win for the organization. It's just if you are just nine and seven was it would be nine and six and you have a 10 days to go to seattle have a little mini buy i think that that's where i think the jets were going to be that's where i expect them to be and i think they'll be 10 and seven go 10 and six yeah basically going down to miami so i feel good about them i really don't i'm not really panicking about detroit i think they match up well with them i think the run defense is if it was last year with how leaky they were, I'd be a lot more worried. But they've this defense has shown that you should expect them to dominate Jared Goff on their home turf. You should give them the respect. They earned it. Yeah, it's just it's it's been interesting to watch the discourse around this team today. And I know this kind of this these type of things do ha- tend to happen. Um, you know, at this point in the year coming off a loss, all these things are true. Um, but man, I, I just to be for the Jets to be not only underdogs at home, um, but you know a team that people are just think is going to get, you know, potentially rock this week. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there yet. Um, do, do you think Miami makes the playoffs is the question? Um, Cause I think that's more of a question mark than people are letting it on. Um, so I still lean. Yes. Just so in the fact that like, I don't know what the Ravens are going to do. I don't know how much they could fall off because I know Miami has the tiebreaker over Baltimore if they fall out. It really feels like Cincinnati is just going to win out the way they've been looking. I really feel like they're the best AFC team. Like they're really starting to get there. So I think they're going to win their division and knock Baltimore out of it. But I would still lean. I think they're going to do it. But they have a really tough schedule because 
the Packers, while are underwhelming for what they are, they're going to beat the Rams on Monday. And then if they can theoretically win out, they probably can sneak into that 70 just based how the NFC is looking. Like their season isn't over. Rodgers isn't getting shut down. Like that's not going to be Jordan Love in that game. And I think you've seen it. Like how they, how the last two games, the corners just press Waddle and Smith. Oh, sorry, Waddle and Hill on the you know, on the line of scrimmage and they're making two a throw against man throw deep down the field. And he's just not the same quarterback. Like McDaniel's a smart guy. I think he's going to have like a changeup and have like, try to counter to this. It's more just can to execute it. I don't really know. I think Buffalo is going to boat race them on Saturday. I just think Buffalo is mad about that loss. I think that's their building. I know Miami, a lot of people crowned them early because they started three and zero before Tua got hurt. I know Buffalo thinks that team is a little soft and it's a Florida team going up North into the cold weather. I think it's supposed to snow on Saturday. So I would lean. I think Miami still gets it, but it wouldn't surprise me at all, especially if Tua looks like he did the past two weeks. Yeah. No, the man plays. He looks like that. Yeah. No, there are people are going to take away the middle of the field and get physical. No better. No corners get more physical than jets. So now um, we saw the game plan last night from Brandon Staley. Meeks, obviously appreciate you. Uh, you know, you always hopping on. Um, you know, everyone, make sure you follow Meeks on Twitter. Uh, draft season stuff. You know, pretty much every Friday. You know, up now until the draft. And uh, yeah, well, uh, I'll be back later in the week uh, with you know one maybe a surprise fourth pod this week, depending upon uh, depending upon some guest lineups. But um, you know, enjoy the last uh, last two episodes, and we'll talk to you guys later this week.